Hey guys, Social Media Simplified has turned into the Biz Podcast and I need you to head over to thebizpodcast.com or search for the Biz Podcast on your podcast app and come over and subscribe to the show there. For a couple of episodes, I will be putting the new Biz Podcast episodes onto this channel as well, but that's only going to last for a little while. So make sure that you come on over to the new channel, the Biz Podcast. Like I said, you can either search it out or come to thebizpodcast.com and I hope to see you over there. Is SEO one of those things that overwhelms you and makes you feel like you're never going to figure it out for your business? We're going to talk a little bit about how to tackle it in episode seven of the Biz Podcast. You're listening to the Biz Podcast with Lara Wellman, the podcast for small business owners who are ready to set goals, take action, and build the business and life they want to have. Your life your biz, your way. One of the things I find happens most often whenever the topic of search engine optimization comes up is that it quickly gets really technical, complicated, and most people feel like they just can't do anything with that information, so they give up and shut down. Today, my guest is here to talk a little bit about SEO and how we actually can tackle it and understand how it impacts our business. So let's jump into that conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Rachel. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm going to just have you start out by telling us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Rachel and I'm from Toronto and I have two kids and I started Geek Unicorn back in just in January, actually. And we focus on web design, logo design, branding, and specifically search engine optimization and brand presence for business owners. And we're going to talk about search engine optimization today. That's right. One of those topics that I find small business owners, they've maybe heard of it. They maybe haven't even heard of it at all. And when you bring it up, they're not sure why they should care or how they're going to figure out how they're going to do it. So yeah, I would love for you to start by telling the audience, why do they need to stop and care about search engine optimization? What does that mean for their business? Well, search engine optimization is bringing your web page or a specific page on your website up into the search result on Google. So somebody types in something like the cloth baby diapers, and it's your article that comes up to the top, they click on your link. And then hopefully through that, you can develop a a relationship with them such that would then lead to a sale. Why that's important is because eventually you don't want to be paying for marketing all the time, right? You don't want to be paying for Facebook ads or Google AdWords. And certainly part of that never really goes away in building your client base and getting leads. But wouldn't it be nice if you also had leads organically as in non-paid through Google search? So that's the goal of SEO. And that's why it's important because it's like getting free customers in the door. Yes. So you want to get people who Google something, find you and come to your website. And years ago, the strategy was to pay somebody to stuff a bunch of keywords into the tech code of your website and hope that that would bring people to you. And that's not really how it works now, though, right? No, right, exactly. So search engines have gotten really, really smart. And they say there's been more developer hours on search engine algorithms than anything else. So there's actually been 
thousands and millions of hours invested into how search engines work, particularly Google and Bing are the two main players. But for this purposes, I'll talk a lot about Google. So yeah, so they've gotten very, very smart. In Back in the day, it was just about finding the content that had that one word, like cats or dogs or whatever it was. And they would find all the websites that talked about cats or dogs, and they would just populate them up in a search um, if you were searching for that term. But that's really easy to manipulate. Because if I wanted you to come to my page for dogs, I would just make sure that everything was like dogs, 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 dogs. <laughs> so now, of course, they've gotten a lot smarter. Google wants to be like your friend making a really good referral. So if you want to think if your friend was coming to uh, I'm in Toronto. So if you were coming to Toronto and you asked me what's a good restaurant in my mind, I make a whole bunch of calculations that I'm not even really quite aware of. I'm thinking about uh, how good is the service? Where is it located? Is there parking or is it next to transit? Was it expensive? Is the food good? What kind of food do they have? And I'm doing all this consciously or subconsciously in order to give you a good recommendation. And Google wants to do the same thing. They want to be a trusted person to make a good recommendation based on over 200 factors. And that's, uh, that's how they do it. All right. So we want it to be quality content that we find, right? That's the whole idea here is that Google doesn't want to send us to somewhere that has really bad information just because it had a bunch of the word restaurant Toronto stuck in the back. And they want to pull on more than that. So how do we that's tell right. Google that we're more than that? Yeah. So good question. So the best thing that you can do for your SEO strategy is to think about the user. So you want to be like that good restaurant that has really great service and really great food, that it's fast, that it's in terms of your website, that it works on every different kind of browser. So whether somebody's looking at your website on a laptop or on a mobile device, you want to make sure that the information on your website is easy to find. If somebody came in looking for your contact information, can they find that really quickly? If you've written an article, does your article have a lot of value? Is it is the information correct? Is it valuable in your marketplace of what you're saying? Is it relevant? And then is it supported? Is it easily consumable and shareable? Is it good enough that people like it, that they want to tell their friends about it? Things like that. So that was a big long list of things that would make the website good, right? So it's accurate, it's good quality content, it's not complicated to find things. How does Google know that that's true? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good question. So they look for clues, basically. And some of the clues are how long somebody has spent on your website. So if I come into your website to read a blog, and then I start clicking through on other links and reading more blogs, well, Google's going to say, hmm, this site might be pretty good because this person is spending a lot of time on there and they're clicking through and reading more. So this must be a valuable website. Another thing is what's called the bounce rate. So that's if Google serves up some content or serves serves up a page and I click on that page, but then I leave right away for whatever reason. Maybe the page took way too long to load. Maybe there was a pop up that came right up in my face and I was like, I just want to read the article and I can't figure out how to close it and or it irritated me somehow and I've left or I landed on the page and the content wasn't relevant at all. Like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or it didn't give me the information I was looking for. So that would be the bounce rate. Another few things they look for is how this particular page or website has been shared in the past on social media, whether or not the website itself has other links out there, if it's accredited as being a part of a certain industry or a certain service. 
And then referral links or backlinks, there's another term for that, which are links on other websites back to the page in question. So let's say I've got a really great article if I'm, I don't know, like a a lactation consultant and I've written a really great article about latching and that article has actually been put on other people's website as a reference back to, to my article that I've written on it. That's an indicator to Google that this is good content. Okay. So if we recap some of these things, we know that we want to make sure that the website isn't going to turn people off so that they leave right away because that's a bounce. So don't right. right? no irritating pop-ups. And I've mentioned this to you already, those pop-ups that clear out and you can't figure out how to close them or they make you say something negative about yourself to, yeah. to make them go away. Those drive me nuts. So that's actually really bad, right? If people are doing that on their website and you're making people frustrated and they leave, that's bad for your SEO. Yes, absolutely. Then you also want to have really good content so that people stay. So it's not only that you don't want them to leave right away, you would love for them to stay longer and maybe click through to other things on your website. Yes. Yeah, totally. And then backlinks to you is also helpful. So if somebody on another website talks about you and links to you, that's really also good for your search engine optimization. Yeah, totally. And the other thing too is traffic. So it's how many people are visiting your site in a week or in a month, which is why a lot of marketers would recommend having an email newsletter. And part of the purpose of that is to make sure that everybody in your network is visiting your website often, because when you post a new blog, people are clicking through to it. So you're getting a steady amount of traffic that you can also get that through your social media or even advertising uh, AdWords and and Facebook ads, etc. So that's really interesting because I've always known that one of the reasons to blog, for example, or update your website is when you update your site, you give Google a reason to come back and look at your site again, catalog you again, right? So there's value in terms of creating new content, but I didn't realize that the traffic numbers you get also impact your SEO. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's like the recommendation of a good restaurant. Like, is it popular? I mean, how many restaurants have you gone to? And you think the food is good, but every time you go, like, no, it's ghost town in there. Nobody's in there. (laughs) So after a while, you kind of start to think like, well, what's wrong with this place? (laughs) But if, you know, if it's a place that's always bumping on a Friday night because, you know, it's really, (laughs) it's got really great food. I mean, it's the same theory. It's the same principle. I love it. We want our websites to be bumping. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so these are all fantastic tips. It's really good information in terms of understanding it. When you are talking to a business owner and saying like, here are a few simple ways that you can start to make your SEO game a little bit better. Where would you tell people to start? What are some simple things that they can do so that they start ranking a little bit better? I mean, the very first thing is to make sure that their website is mobile responsive. And I totally understand that maybe they can't deal with that themselves or they'd have to hire a designer to fix that, but at least know. And then that way you have a good base to start off with, because if it's not mobile responsive, you're going to have a little bit of a struggle to rank only because your website is not current with best practices. And you can check if your website's mobile responsive. I believe you Google mobile responsive test and Google has their own free tool. You just put your website URL in and it will let you know right away. So that would be the first thing. And again, once you know, you can then deal with that. And then the second thing I would say is every time you create new content, you want to approach it with a little bit of SEO in mind. So you want to be thinking about topics and articles that you can either trend for 
on social media because they're already popular and there's some opportunity for better content to be in there and or looking for opportunities that are going to be really, really highly liked and valued by your demographic. And that's, again, by hopping on board current trends and putting your own voice into something, uh, into a problem or a solution that only not not necessarily that only you have because it doesn't ha- necessarily have to be completely unique but something that you can add a voice to and you can add value to so that your clients and your potential clients are going to want to read that information they're going to want to share that information as well so approaching it with a little bit thinking in your mind like how can this be really really great content how can i get people to like it to share it to come to my website And then the other thing, too, is if you can start building some referral links, if you can start building your network in terms of partnering with other websites through guest blogging or through guest podcasting or being a trusted partner in their business. So if you can find I'll go back to my lactation consultant example. Let's say she's friends with a doula and the doula does not do lactation consultant. Well, that doula has a website and maybe she can have a friends section or a reference section and have your lactation consultant website referred back through that. So it's looking for those strategic partnerships as well as opportunities to guest blog or guest podcast or whatever that is. Yeah. So those are some, I think those are three good things that you could start doing today. Awesome. And based on what you were saying before, so does it make a lot of sense when I'm writing this new content, this, you know, quality content that my audience really wants to make sure that I'm always linking back to other things I've written on my website, like to just keep cross linking? Oh, internal linking. Yeah. You know, so there's two kinds of links when you're doing a blog or any kind of content on your website. And one is the external links, which are the links that you link out to as well as the other half of that would be the links that come into your page. Those would be external links. And then there's internal links, which are the links that you link to within your own website. So if I have a page on SEO and I have a little paragraph that talks about the benefits of being mobile responsive, and I also have a blog about mobile responsiveness, then I'm linking back to my blog and and mobile responsiveness. So when it comes to linking, the original functionality of search engines are to have what are called web bots that basically crawl a page and they start at the top and they go down, they read every word. And once they hit a link, they branch off and go explore that page. So even in your site internally, once they hit a link, they're going to break off and explore that page as well. And that's going to help you be indexed for other content. So you definitely want to think of in your own website, creating like a web or a network of all these interconnected links so that every page is referenced by some other page. You could follow a path and you could kind of hit every blog post and every page on your website. That's the ideal. Wow. Okay. So there was two reasons now, because I was thinking that we're trying to keep them on the site longer by giving them other things to read about, but also, it also is helping index everything. And then, so it has dual purpose. All right. So that's, that's a great one. Yeah. In in terms of user experience and keeping them on your website, certainly like at the bottom of your page, you want to have another relevant blog associated with that. So instead of just having your most recent posts, it helps a lot to have at the bottom of a blog, other posts that are very, very specific to the current post that you're writing about. Right. So, so if they were uh, just really it, interested in, in reading about a thing, now you're like, keep reading, here's more. Yeah. And or having a series. So if you're thinking about writing on a topic, think about how you can maybe break this out into a three part series. 
and that way you can keep people clicking through to the next post, the next post, as well as getting your audience excited for the next post in the series. You know, like if you were to do a three part series and roll it out over three weeks, well, guess what? You've got people coming to your website for the next three weeks to learn more and more about this topic that you're writing about. That's great. I had a three part series that I refer people all the time to, and they all cross link to each other. But I'm thinking I should link to them at the bottom as well to make sure because people didn't just happen to click on the link when it was mentioned near the top. Let's remind them at the end that there are other things to read about the same topic. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we got a lot of really good tips here. We are going to link back to your website. And if people want to connect with you, you do have an email newsletter where you share tips regularly on stuff like websites and SEO. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's at geekunicorn.com. You can sign up. Perfect. So we will link to that in the show notes. And then if there are any blog posts that are relevant, we'll put those in the show notes because you've shared a lot of really great content today. So I'm excited to have other business owners figure out how they can start taking those first steps to get a little bit more aware of what they can be doing to be more findable in Google. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. I hope you got a lot of insight from that episode, a lot of good information and simple tips to help you understand how search can impact your business and what you might be able to do to take a little bit of control of that process. Come on over to the show notes for a link to Rachel's website at www.thebizpodcast.com slash seven. There's also links there for you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. And I would so appreciate if you've been liking these new episodes, a review on iTunes. And if you do leave me a review that enters you into my weekly contest for a business book, all the details about those giveaways are in the show notes at www.thebizpodcast.com slash seven. I would appreciate you helping me get the word out about this new podcast to more people. And until next time, I'll see you online. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please remember that the new episodes are only going to be showing up here for a little while. And if you want to keep listening to my show, it's now called The Biz Podcast. And I need you to come over and subscribe over there. I'm doing some fun giveaways for the next few weeks. So come on over as soon as you can, thebizpodcast.com or search for The Biz Podcast on your podcast app. See you over there.